Welcome to episode 5 of the Disruptive Social Skills Podcast by Life Confident, where we focus on melting away shyness and social anxiety, building skyscraper confidence, and developing cloud-bursting social skills. I'm your host, Richard Gray, and today's topic is the three stages of overcoming shyness and social anxiety, and why exposure therapy has no place in them. So if life was made of broken glass, shyness and social anxiety would be the equivalent of trying to walk your path barefoot. We can't get rid of the glass, but we can learn to fly in three stages. So to understand why the three stages and the order that they're completed in are so effective and will be your only clear path out of shyness and social anxiety... First, we need to understand what's holding us back in the first place. And just like yin and yang, the dark side also comes in threes. The first roadblock is other people. So you read a ton of blog posts and self-help guides, and most of them are just oozing with five or more hints and tips. A weird trick that nobody knows about. And perhaps a secret that the therapists and professionals would rather you didn't know. All sounds very promising and tempting. Until you get into them and discover they're mostly just shallow and recycled tips. That will do nothing to address the bigger picture. Any more than a plaster will heal a gunshot wound. Or a cup of tea will heal and fix anything from depression to a fear of embarrassment. The second roadblock is the therapists. Now, while some of the articles you read will come from authoritative sources, the fundamental problem is their advice and treatment is based on only one or possibly two of the following three stages a person needs to move through in order to become free of shyness and social anxiety and their physical symptoms. But it's not the fault of the therapists. By its nature, a field of therapy or a profession focuses on only one narrow area of expertise or specific behavioural therapy approach, such as cognitive behavioural therapy or CBT. The third roadblock is you. Now, you wouldn't be human if you didn't want to live life and taste its fruits without the shyness and social anxiety symptoms souring your taste buds. Which means desire is is not the reason why you are the third roadblock. You've simply reached overwhelm. By the time you've finished reading all the blog posts, all the hints and tips, the one weird little tricks, etc. By the time you've listened to all your friends' advice to just speak up more. By the time you've read through all the reams of self-help books, just in time for the next generation of empty calorie self-help books to be published. By the time you've poured through all the feeds of self-help groups and questions on Quora and realised, very few people have an answer and none of them are giving it away cheaply. The best years of your life are already behind you. I know because that was me for 30 years before I began to really understand the problem at a deeper level and began putting all the pieces together. 
So the three stages to overcoming shyness and social anxiety. But the first and biggest pitfall that most fall into is trying to change through conscious effort, i.e. willpower. But the shyness and social anxiety symptoms, the negative thought patterns, etc., they're all embedded in the subconscious, which is many more times powerful than the conscious. So it's like betting on a thousand to one outsider horse or a hundred thousand to one outsider to beat the hot favourite. What this tells you is that we shouldn't be using the conscious behaviours. We shouldn't be betting on the conscious mind to change our subconscious thinking patterns. We should be turning our subconscious into our ally and using it to change our conscious behaviours. The following three stages then, developed at Life Confident, are designed to do just that. They're called the Past, Present and Future Stages, or PPF. So stage one, the past. Some therapy systems focus on difficult past memories, usually from childhood, bullying in school, or learning from poor adult role models who may themselves be anxious people with their own social fears. It's these experiences and learnings that define how we behave today. So if we can drain the toxic emotions trapped in these social memories, we will have more choices and freedom of behaviour in the present. Some therapy systems that work in this area are neuro-linguistic programme, or NLP, then there's timeline therapy that actually grew out of NLP. Or there's integral eye movement therapy, or IEMT. Then moving on to stage two, the present. Big changes can be felt in short spaces of time when working at the past level. But it would be a mistake to think that the job was now done. Here's why. When you successfully switch off a negative thought or pattern, or a pattern of behaviour. A void is left in your mind until you learn a new behaviour to install into your mind and replace it with. That's what makes the present level two so important. If new, more confident and assertive behaviours are not quickly installed in your mind, then the old behaviours will begin to resurface and re-establish themselves. This is the pattern with so many people who manage to break a habit, such as smoking, but then they'll fail to replace it with a healthy alternative. Some therapy systems that have the tools to work at this level are hypnotherapy, cognitive behavioural therapy, again neuro-linguistic programming. Moving on to stage three, the future. Now you've metaphorically cleared the garden of your mind from the weeds of fear, unhelpful thinking and feelings of anxiety, and you've created a platform of confidence and assertiveness. Now you're ready to move into the future stage three, where you build conversation and social skills strategies on top of that platform of confidence. After all, what's the point of having the confidence to go into social situations? hold good eye contact, etc., only to remember that you don't have the tools to interact in that situation. 
what now happens is that you receive feedback from your brain that you weren't ready for those confidence strategies and the muscle memory of those old shyness and social anxiety behaviours begin resurfacing. Therapy systems, at this stage, they've prematurely declared you as fit for duty at present stage too. So with the exception of the mental health master plan, which is based on the three PPF stages, there's no other therapy that covers this stage. This leaves you with having to attend courses and public speaking seminars or reading those social skills and conversation skills books. The keys to success. These three PPF stages do nothing special by themselves, but they do highlight two reasons why most people end up permanently stuck with feelings of shyness and trapped in a cycle of social anxiety. First, they highlight the fact that current treatments for anxiety, behavioural therapies like CBT, are limiting themselves to either one or two of these stages, when all three stages, in fact, are crucial for your success. Second is the importance of order in which they're completed and the adequacy for doing things in the correct order. However, in both cases, it's not the fault of the therapy system itself, as I've pointed out already, because none of them were designed specifically for treating shyness or social anxiety. For example, though not a recommended therapy system, many people try to fake it till they make it. Now this is the equivalent of jumping straight in at present stage two. But ultimately, this strategy is doomed to fail because the person didn't respect stage one and resolve those past issues first. The result is that the past is still alive and well in your subconscious when you're trying to fake it to make it. And they're there, sitting there, ready and waiting to reassert themselves any time that you put yourself into social gatherings or that you find yourself the centre of attention. Now, why exposure therapy is not a part of the three stages? I mean, this is perhaps the most commonly prescribed advice given by anyone and their dog, including the therapists. But for anyone with shyness or social anxiety, it can be the poison chalice of advice. Shy people will be more than familiar with being told to speak up more. But this form of dispensing exposure therapy advice should, like antibiotics, be restricted in its usage. Simply throwing yourself into social activities and situations without installing confidence or any social skills tools into your mind will have the opposite intended effect of exposure therapy. Without any new tools or moves, you'll have the same old social experience, which will inevitably lead to a continued chipping away of your self-esteem. Once you have some confidence and some conversation skill strategies, now you have the tools for building your social skills, for use at social events, business settings, or even in job interviews where you will most likely experience some performance anxiety symptoms. 
Okay, so that's it. That's the three stages. Thank you for listening. This has been the Disruptive Social Skills Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to us on Apple, Spotify or Google Podcasts or anywhere that good podcasts can be found so you don't miss the next wonderful episode. To find out more about life-confident, world-exclusive programmes such as the Mental Health Master Plan that's based on the PPF stages that we've just covered or the Small Talk Master Keys programme which is excellent to use at stage 3 by itself, visit lifeconfident.com. Thanks for listening. I've been Richard Gray, and you've been amazing.